This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Our subject is a great new book, The Maverick MD. Uh, it's a fascinating account of the life and work of Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, uh, one of my good colleagues here, here in New York. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, his uh, untimely death um, was a surprise to us all. Uh, but uh, during his career here, uh, in New York and treating patients all over the country and all over the world. People would flock to him uh, because he uh, really, uh, uh, he, his, his treatments were miraculous uh, for many patients. There, I happen to know that there are many long-term survivors of very, very challenging cancers. Uh, Dr. Gonzalez took on the toughest cases. Pancreatic cancer was one of his favorite things to treat. And there are right. uh, long-term survivors uh, of pancreatic cancer uh, in the records that uh, he amassed. Uh, so, uh, Mary, one of the things that um, happens when you do innovative stuff in the field of medicine is you sometimes get in trouble. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Gonzalez had his share. Oh. Oh, boy, did he. I mean, he had opposition from the day he hung out his shingle all the way, you know, until he died. And he had, you know, basically pushed back from, uh, you know, from the New York State Medical uh, Board all the way to lawsuits to he then put him his program through a clinical trial and he just had a you know a lot of trouble with that so it, he was fighting you know one thing or another in and out of court constantly i don't know how the man held up to it you know mm -hmm. it, it was just so intense of course he never shared this with any of his patients but i got the drift and uh yeah he was in, he was embattled but he was uh uh he was undaunted uh, oh. And fear and fearless. I, I I know very few people who are as you know. There, we talk about fearlessness, you know, in like in terms of people who are congressional medal of honor winner, right, winners. Right. But in the field of medicine, it takes enormous courage to go up against the powers that be in the cancer establishment oh. uh, and in you know the uh, the guardians of of conventional medicine uh, to depart uh, from you know from the from the normal. Uh, course of treatment uh, in something as as fraught as cancer, you know. Oh, like, it, it was incredible. He, it, the metaphor in the book is that he, you know, is a warrior. You know, he acted like a warrior all the way through that whole odyssey. And he, you know, and I, I probed that too. I was like, what made this man such a fighter? And 
again, it goes back to his family. His father was in World War II and um, was, you know, quite a war uh, hero. And and then, you know, Dr. Gonzalez was a baseball player as a kid. Yeah. I, well, you know, base- when he told me that, I was I was really surprised because we generally think of, uh, you know, holistic physicians as science nerds. Right. <laughs> he wasn't at all. And he... Um, he, you know, he taught himself everything, really. He, you know, as a young kid, he taught himself statistics through, you know, baseball scores. And uh, he was a shortstop then on the field. And you know, as you know, he was a not a tall man. He was probably five seven, mm-hmm. and a perfect position, perfect sport um, mm-hmm. for him. So he brought that. He brought that athletic drive to. Um, to both his careers in journalism and in medicine, and he had that kind of warrior background. His his grandparents uh, escaped Mexico during the revolution, and his uh, grandfather was uh, was a. Both grandparents were very accomplished musicians, but um, the Mexican Revolution didn't have a lot of room for um, you know classical musicians, so. They had to. They had to flee, and uh, finally got into the United States. So there was a lot of drama, and you know, kind of um, ancestral uh, um, warrior spirit behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting too, and this may have actually helped to steal him for his uh, ordeals. And by the way, you know, I got to say that working with cancer patients is doubly hard, or, or oh, maybe yeah. like uh, geometrically hard because. The patients are scared. They're apprehensive. And it's one right. thing to give them the conventional treatment. You know, go to a place like Memorial Sloan Kettering. It gives you a lot of confidence that, you know, it's a big institution. It's a palatial building. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's considered, uh, you know, the, the, the most authoritative place to get your cancer treated. But to go to a private physician's office who bucks the paradigm in, in, right. in, in so many ways and treats you naturally uh, you know, without the use of chemotherapy, radiation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, it just takes a lot of moxie uh, to do right. that. And also, you know, patients sometimes take a turn for the worse. And how do you stand oh. your ground and say, you know, perhaps that's just a healing crisis? Well, he used to do that on a routinely on a daily basis, seeing, you know, uh, right. you know, 20 patients a day. And then also making right. himself very accessible to patients, like call me, you know, oh. call me if you have a problem. Oh, he, you know? and I would he, see, was, I would, he was incredible. He told me. You're not calling me enough. And I was like, I don't want to bother you. You're so busy. And he's like, no. He said, if you were in New York, I'd have you, you know, come in here every few weeks. And I'm like, oh. And um, so, yeah, no, he he just, he kept saying, you don't call me enough. But I then discovered that to me. Yeah. I only discovered this after his death. I didn't realize this because he didn't, you know, proselytize or, you know, talk this up. But uh, he had a big spiritual dimension. Right. Uh, and, you know, this is something that was, you know, invisible to me. Uh, right. I didn't realize that he had a deep uh, faith. I mean, I attended his funeral and then I realized that, you know, he was, uh, you know, had a, um, uh, a religious orientation. Right. He was a biblical scholar is what he was. He, uh, you know, he was raised a, a Catholic and then... Um, he married Linda Isaacs, and um, 
they were involved in a, in a church and he, you know, he felt like he didn't really know the Bible. And so he, <laughs> he sat down to learn the Bible the same way he did medicine and, and, uh, worked with a, uh, minister, lay minister who, who I interviewed. And he said, you know, I, I would tell him to read like 20 pages in the Bible and he came back and he read the whole, you know, Old Testament and had, you know, 90% of it memorized. And this is, by the way, <laughs> while he was, you know, conducting a very busy practice right. uh, and uh, doing research because he also was very prolific because he was writing books, you know, all, right. and his books are weighty tomes, frankly. Oh, I mean, they really, I, oh, they really are. I mean, I, I think your book is a more accessible uh, entry point into the life of Dr. Nick Gonzalez. I think for those who are uh, interested, they can get into his uh you know, theoretical writings and his accounts of, you know, his clinical trials. And that those are all fascinating, but you almost have to have a bit of a, um, a medical orientation to tackle yeah. those. Your book is very accessible, however. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was trying to do. I thought there needs to be a book, you know, not about only about him, but to explain the program. You know, as you say, you can read those other books and, um, if you don't have a science background, you just kind of swim around in them in the details. And but I was trying to bring that information to a reader. Here's the man that, for these reasons, developed this program, and here's how the program works. Indeed, and uh, also when it comes to supplements, uh, there was a a huge proliferation of supplements. So I would say sometimes to patients, I'd say, you know, I'm going to ask you a few questions before I even make a referral to Dr. Gonzalez. Are you willing to take, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 supplements a day? Literally. Right. And so what does that entail? And, you know, there's a big emphasis on pancreatic enzymes. That's a whole, that was an important element of his approach to cancer. Right. The enzymes are what he used really to... Um eradicate the cancer and that's a very fascinating whole um, part of the program it's based on the work of john beard who was a uh, scottish um, scientist um, at the end of the uh, 19th century and he was at edinburgh and he was another guy that was uh, <laughs> was a lot like dr gonzalez he was just passionate and dedicated to uh to looking at pancreatic enzymes. And, um, you know, and he just worked in this kind of moldy little tiny damp room and nobody, you know, nobody was paying much attention to him either, but he did brilliant work. And actually pancreatic enzymes were used then. People did eventually pick up on his work and they were used successfully They're between like 1900 and 1920s. And then Marie, Marie Curie came out with a radiation, and that seemed like the easy, most wonderful mm-hmm. thing. But again, and we're talking about pancreatic enzymes. A lot of people say, well, I take pancreatic en- enzymes to help me with digestion. I have trouble with you know fats, and so I take some pancreatic enzymes. This is different. This is pancreatic yeah. enzymes that are taken between meals uh, right. to, and I think I've got the basis, the basics of this theory is that they, in effect, strip away the protective coating on uh, solid tumors and right. uh, allow uh, healing elements, uh, blood and oxygen, to uh, get to the tumor 
uh, to allow the immune system to to handle the tube. So, but high dose of pancreatic enzymes taken away from food, uh, right. they're proteolytic. They break down certain proteins. And the interesting thing about the pancreatic enzymes was that um, they have to be manufactured in just yeah, very certain precise ways. ways. I did have and conversations with, with with Dr. Gonzalez. I can't get the I can't get it right, you know, because the you know I'm trying to find the right company to manufacture these enzymes to my exacting specifications. Right. And he was very scrupulous, so it wasn't like oh yeah, get get some pancreatic enzymes. Like yeah, go on right. the internet, no. you know, and buy some, you know. No, and when um, they they changed the process um, when he was interning at the end there with Dr. Kelly, and it was very obvious that the patients weren't doing as well mm-hmm. on these new enzymes. And so Dr. Gonzalez, you know, when he started uh, his own practice, he was just fixated on getting those enzymes right, and 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 he did. I mean, and he. Was, he and uh, Dr. Isaacs were living, uh, you know, they had no money. They were living with his mother in Queens, and they had these little test tubes set up on the kitchen counter. Mm. And that's how they did their research. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing uh, story. The, the paradox is that uh, he was alternative but he really sought vindication by the conventional medical establishment. And at various times, uh, he did get the attention of major institutions. For example, Columbia uh, did a big trial with him. But tragically, uh, and he wrote like a very long book about this, uh, which was some, entitled like Why We Failed or something along those lines. What went wrong. Or yeah, what, what went, went wrong. wrong. Yeah, what went wrong. And <laughs> What he sought to demonstrate was that the they had um, they had stacked the deck against him right. uh, in terms of uh, not allowing him to demonstrate that his therapies were efficacious. And then you know they got the results of the trial and they said, yeah, this is not really effective, and you know we can right. put this therapy to bed. But in some ways they kind of hoodwinked him into participating in a trial. Uh, which uh, they felt would be his undoing, and they would, uh, right. you know. No, that that's exactly what happened. Um, and uh, I actually just had a conversation with Dr. Isaacs uh, a couple of days ago, and she said, his, you know, his ex-wife, his yeah. ex-wife, who, right. who was his collaborator, his, and, right. and remarkably worked with him. I mean, that's, that's right. an interesting situation right there. <laughs> and I think you probably dish about it in the book, but uh, right. Dr. Isaacs has been a guest on this program, right. and, you know, she bears him no ill will, and, and she right. was his uh, scientific collaborator uh, oh, yeah. after he remarried, uh, you know, Mary Beth Gonzalez. That's correct. And anyway, she said, you know, we were so burned out in the late 90s when that clinical trial was starting that, um, you know, I think she kicks herself that they didn't see just what you were describing, what the setup was. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, if we hadn't been in such a fog, because they, they had a, so many other, you know, bits of pushback uh, to deal with that you know, we would have stopped the trial before it even began, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and the end. But I guess there was the allure of of uh, achieving scientific vindication. I think the interest oh, of Columbia was was, was a powerful thing. incitement to get involved right. with that trial. And this was the thing when 
Dr. Kelly met with Dr. Gonzalez initially. He said, I just want this to go through a clinical trial. And if it doesn't succeed, then I'll just quit. If it, you know, but I want this to have, you know, a good, thorough investigation. And so that was, you know, the two of them were in this, like, we have, we needed clinical trial, you know. And so that was their goal from poof, really, really early on. So uh, what's going to be the verdict of history on Dr. Gonzalez? Was he just sort of a, a passing uh, aberration, you know, and as uh, uh, cancer treatments uh, advance and, you know, we come up with uh, CRISPR and we come up with uh, immunotherapy, you right. know, it'll just be a footnote in history? Or is there a legacy that's going to be perpetuated? Is there something that can be derived from his, you know, long career and his successes? Well, Mary Beth Gonzalez is working really hard to preserve his legacy. And so she has published one book after another of his uh, posthumously, and she's really, really done everything she can to keep his name and his work alive. And um, she is actually involved in um, some kind of exciting research along those lines that you might want to talk to her about. But, you know, when you look at the big sweep of history, there, there are people that pop up that, you know, the society around them didn't think much of them. And now you take it as a matter of course, like Semmelweis, the doctor who realized that um, when doctors delivered babies, they should wash their hands after they'd been mm-hmm. in the anatomy lab. But he, and, he ended up dying in an insane asylum. You know, that's he right. He was reviled because, you know. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. totally. Because he, he told people to wash their hands and take off their bloody uh, uh, surgical aprons um, when they delivered babies. And it was really interesting. I read about him and it, women un, women got it. They were like, no, we want the midwives to deliver our babies mm-hmm. at home. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to go to that hospital with those guys that come in with the bloody aprons. And so, you know, it's on two fronts. Right now, the people that understand Dr. Gonzalez and all that he's done for the world of medicine are pushing hard to keep it going. But I think also in the larger scope of time, you know, people will come back and say, oh, yeah, I remember how this guy uh, fought so hard for his theory, and now we're all practicing it. You know, I think it might come to that someday. You know, at the very least, you know, uh, he is really a shining role model to uh, physicians like myself, because uh, I sometimes wish I could muster, you know, half of his uh, determination, courage, uh, and dedication uh, on behalf of my uh, patients, uh, I, I I don't have that kind of uh, personal character. You know, I I have a different orientation uh, in medicine because I'm I'm sort of general practice uh, right. of uh, integrative medicine. But uh, you know, when I looked at his example, I mean, he is just an amazing uh, role model, and you know, and I'll cherish you know the the precious time that we spent together, little time that we spent together, some of which on, you know, on this very uh, intelligent medicine podcast, because he would ah. frequently join me, you know, to update me on his work and, uh, you know, talk about his books and, you know, talk about, uh, you know, some of the very things that you talk about in the book, you know, his right. confrontations with uh, Columbia uh, oh. and, uh, the, you know, the challenges that he faced in getting his work uh, accepted. 
Yeah, no. Um, the, my first introduction to him, a friend came and said, Mary, you know, this might sound totally kooky to you, but I think you should see this Dr. Gonzalez. And she gave me a tape of one of his lectures. You know, it would be similar to being on your podcast. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had to literally slow down, you know, as the days of the tape recorders. <laughs> you yeah. could, he was you a could, fast talker. He was a fast talker. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. And, but I sat there for three hours listening to this, uh, you know, him lecture. And I thought, this is the most brilliant uh, medical physician I have ever heard. And this is just, this is, this makes so much, it made so much sense to me. And I'd been, you know, one of those patients that I'd tried everything and I'd, you know, I'd gone, you know, to this and that, trying to get better. And um, I thought, oh, here's a brilliant man. He really, truly was a genius. His high, high intellect. And, uh, yeah, yeah, any, any, uh, he could speak in record, at record speed with all of these details and all of this information right at hand. Mm-hmm. And he had a technique as a kid where he would memorize everything wow. from the baseball scores to, wow. uh, you know, to his English literature, uh, poetry. So he had it he, and he had it all in recall. Right. It, uh, you know, uh, what was interesting is that, um, uh, you know, I would meet him from time to time. This is New York, and, you know, we tend to think of it as, you know, big anonymous place. But every few months, I'd meet him on the street. You know, I'd mm-hmm. run into him. Invariably, he was carrying packages of organic vegetables, organic <laughs> meat or something. He would just, you know, coming back from one of his uh, shopping errands. And, you know, we'd stand on the street corner like, uh, you know, people in a small town. You know, we'd have a quick conversation. And, you know, that's a part of the way that we used to socialize, except for on the air. Uh, on intelligent medicine. It was interesting. Yeah, no, he wasn't into uh, dinner parties or chit-chat or anything like that. I mean, he he was driven. I mean, he he, he just was a workaholic. He just worked all the time. I'm, I'm amazed you even got a couple sentences of chit-chat there from him, but it was, he, he, he was focused. Indeed, yeah. he was. Well, all right. Uh, the book is... Uh, the, Ma- the Maverick MD. Right. Uh, it's a very worthwhile read. And it gives you personal insight into uh, the life of medical genius. Uh, and also, you know, there's a lot of detail on uh, the uh, Gonzalez program. Uh, That's right. Worthwhile information that I hope will be carried forward uh, through some sort of legacy because there's some really, uh, you know, precious pearls uh, of uh, insight uh, that right. are brought to. Not the treatment, not just of cancer, but the treatment of, of many medical disorders. Uh, you know, I can both attest to that because we didn't have cancer. Right. We saw him and we had our problems addressed. Yep. That's uh, right. So. You can get the book, too, on newspringpress.com. Okay. That's Great. the publisher. And uh, it's really easy, just two clicks and you've got the book, newspringpress.com. Well, I want to thank you and, uh, you know, congratulations. And you just did a marvelous job capturing uh, the essence of this great man. Oh, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed speaking with you, Dr. Hoffman. Well, thank you, Barry Swander. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. 
We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant, and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.